Bush and Richie here with your Daily Takeaway podcast. Uh, before we get going on the show you're about to hear, I just want to pick up on something that was a bit of a theme in the tail end of last week's shows, and that was the fact that I had a few days home alone. Mm. Uh, my other half, Katie, and the kids were up north in Northumberland seeing the family, so I was kind of running amok in the house on my own. I was very excited about it. I'll be honest you had with about you. three days. Three days on my own, uh, and I've, I was planning loads of stuff, like I'm going to watch a load of movies that I'm not normally watch. I don't mean in a dodgy way, but like, Katie doesn't like scary films, so I like a bit of scary stuff. The or... thing that you'd got right about it, from what I remember, was that you weren't planning to go out and do anything extravagant. You were just going to make use of the fact that you had the house to yourself. And and I don't mean this in a bad way to Katie. I, I was doing things like, I can have three or four condiments with my food and no one's going no to have a go at me. Because she always says that's bad for your heart if you have too much stuff. Well, there was no one around to moan about it, was there? <laughs> However... And you might, people listening to this right now might get this if you've, you've been yearning for some time to yourself and then you get the time to yourself. Mm. And it's brilliant at the beginning because you can kind of do that, you know, a song when you're sitting down with your tea on your lap. Yep. Going to have pasty and chips, pasty and chips, getting ready to eat it. And then that's great. And then at some point over the time on your own, it, that kind of fades and you're just left with your own thoughts and you think, I wish they would all just come back again. Yes. <laughs> And, and and it goes from being a party, like a bachelor party, to uh, Tom Hanks and Castaway. <laughs> and and the house looks ragged. Mm. You're starting to talk to yourself when you're walking around the house. And I, I kind of nearly flipped over the weekend. The balance to find is to realise that, but then not necessarily tell them when they get back. Okay, so what, in a kind of play it down when they when they come back? Play Exactly. Make out that everything's been fine. It's been fine. It's been fine, all right? But... but in reality, know that, be careful what you wish for. Well, the thing that has really shocked me is how quickly I started talking to myself. Like, do you ever wonder what you would be like? Say if you got shipwrecked on, a, on like, a desert island. Yeah. How do you think you would fare? Would you be Great. all right? Would you be all right, would you? Yeah, yeah I'd be fine. Just, just getting on with stuff. I'd and absolutely be fine. Doing that spinny stick thing, making fires. <laughs> More fires than you need, actually, to be honest with you. Loads of... Surrounded by fish. But I think I, think I might... I would go mad a little bit. Like I was within about six or seven hours of them leaving. I was talking to myself all the time around the house. I, I don't think we've ever talked about this 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 thing before. But I think, see, I'm the kind of person that actually does talk to myself a lot. Oh, do you? Yeah, I, I kind of like do a bit of a commentary to myself. So, uh, for example, if I'm leaving the house, it'd be like, right. Okay, have I got my keys? But out yes, loud, I've not got, in your head. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Just hey, out wow. loud, yeah. I am a talk to myself. I thought, well, I, I started doing it, and you know what? I kind of quite liked it. <laughs> a little running com- It's like director's commentary on DVDs. I think the thing that is good about it is that you know that you're listening. Yes, at least, because I, I chat a lot at home, and, and I'll be honest with you, yeah. Katie doesn't really take any notice, and fair play to her. And equally, us here, we're talking, we don't know that people are actually listening. Well, that's a good point. We then turn to you, dear listeners, are you actually listening to any of this stuff? Or did you tune out ages ago? <laughs> Just as a test, drop us, drop us a little email now to prove that you're still listening. Uh, uk. Just say, Bush and Richie, I'm here. This is Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. I've been thinking about how to how to best approach this. I think that the only way is to actually just come out and ask you, uh, what the hell has happened to your face? <laughs> What's happened to your face over the weekend? Uh, I shaved my beard off by mistake. <laughs> you shaved your beard off by mistake? I, I can't put into words how different you look. <laughs> it's so weird. It's like... um. It's like there's a drama about your life where there's an actor that looks quite like you, that's playing you, but it doesn't actually look like you. How do you think I feel when I catch myself in the mirror? Because 
It's not, I, I didn't consciously do it. How does anyone accidentally shave their beard off? Well, I'll explain. <laughs> <laughs> Only him. I'll explain. Um, my beard had been looking, shall I say, straggly. Uh, so I decided over the weekend right. uh, that it needed uh, a tidy up. So I got the clippers out and put on what I thought was the correct attachment uh, to just tidy it. And that's where things went downhill rapidly, because it obviously wasn't the correct oh, attachment. No. Uh, you know, sometimes when you're painting, um, it will say something like, oh, do a little test sample first. That's what I should have done. Just a little just dab. D- done a little dab, rather than thinking I'd got the correct attachment on the clippers and then just gone whoosh with a whole stripe <laughs> over the face. And then I'm just swearing at myself in the mirror as I immediately realised that is the wrong attachment I've put on the clippers. And then I thought, well, if I just sort of, like, grade the rest of it, then I'll be able to start out. Well, no, of course you can't, because you can't stick it back on. It's either that, like, try try and do, like, a Craig David, quite an elaborate thin beard, or or just kind of bring everything back down to that level, which is what's happened. Which is what I've had to do. And then I thought to myself, well, maybe, uh, you know, I'm just aware of this. It's not as bad as I think it is. Uh, The only person in the house at the time was uh, nearly six-year-old Rocco, so I went down. He was transfixed on YouTube, and I thought, well, if he doesn't notice, then I'll probably... Probably be getting away with this. And it's He's me the ca- it. canary down the mine. <laughs> exactly. Walk into the lounge, shoots me a look, and goes, "Daddy, what have you done to your face?" <laughs> <laughs> Thinking, right, okay. It's amazing. <laughs> this is because you know this seems to be on a weekly basis. Word. It, it was only the other week we were talking about the fact that you appear to have all of your possessions in your bag and carry yeah. them around with you. <laughs> oh no! I was joking. Okay. That you look like you're on the run. Now you've changed your appearance. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? If you need to talk about anything, it's fine. <laughs> I'm not on the run, I'll tell you for certain. (laughs) I don't think I could leave the country at the moment because I don't look anything like my passport picture. I can't... I I said it earlier on, I can't get over how different you look. Mm. And it's weird, like, people in there, like... I mean, early teens, 20s, listening to this now, you're living in the heyday, fellas-wise, in terms of, you know, I haven't been clean-shaven for years, but it used to be, you used to have to wet-shave all the time, didn't yeah. you, back in the day? Like, now, if it's the fashion to have a bit of stubble grown, you don't realise how lucky you got it. Yeah. Because wet-shaving's a nightmare. Got my other half laughing at me. Natalie is laughing at me. Every time she sees my face, she just laughs. She says, what? I can't look at you. You it's, look ridiculous. It's interesting you say because my other half, Katie, says, I, I'm summing along the lines of me clean-shaven gives her the ick. <laughs> So, uh, I, I'm feeling for you right I now. I can't be the only person who has had a personal grooming disaster, because that's what I would describe this as. Well, I've, I've, I would just try and help you out here, okay? I won't go into it now, but I would urge anyone, if you've had a, if you've had a personal grooming nightmare, whether it's shaving or dying or whatever yeah, stuff... there's so many, like, hair colour, eyebrows, beard, whatever it is, you know, something happened by mistake. Even your eyes look different. No. Something's some <laughs> happened. And let's call it a PGD, uh, a personal grooming disaster. Yes. Uh, my PGD was, I um, alluded to it earlier on, do you remember there was a, a craze in the early 2000s, late 90s for uh, a thing called Sunin? Yes. Uh, I, I, I think I was like 17 or 18, decided to put Sunin on the front of my hair. <laughs> and, and the manager of the little football team I played for in Brixham used to call me Tufty. It looks awful, <laughs> but like the front bit went bright white. <laughs> Huge fashion faux pas. Uh, Hayley, do tell us your personal grooming disaster, please. Uh, oh, well, it's, it's years ago now, but I, I try and save some money. I'm doing my own bleach job. Right. Um, just before work, I worked evening. So I've done the bleach. My roots were pure orange. I had patches of blotchy brown. Um, and then there's some really questionable khaki green throughout it. Put a, cap, <laughs> put a cap on, went to work, got told to take the cap off. Um, yeah, and then spent six hours the next day in a salon 
and it was so expensive. Now, I, I remember my mum used to highlight her hair herself when I was a kid, and she used to go into the bathroom and then wear this like rubber headpiece and, and tease yes. bits of hair through. It was terrifying for a, a child to see her m- yeah. midway through doing it. Was that what you were using, the kit? The kit? No, not this time. I just literally whacked, whacked the bleach straight on my head. Wow. And, and Hayley, what, uh, just to give us context, obviously you, you tried to save it by going to work with a, with a cap on. What was the job that you were trying to protect everyone from your hair? Um, count, count, I was cleaning the council offices. Uh, any advice for Richie then? Because obviously you can't cover up the fact that his face looks totally different. What can he do? Um, I mean, just, just try and style it out. Yeah. Yeah. He's trying. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Hayley. No uh, Tom has uh, tweeted to suggest that if I get my COVID mask back out, uh, then I can oh. put it over the area where the beard was and no one will know that the beard isn't there any longer. See, I, I'm perturbed by your appearance. Don't tell that the wrong way. Yeah. But I'd be perturbed even more if you start we- wearing the mask again. Yeah. It's taking you back to the bad old days. <laughs> yeah. uh, Tim says, uh, guys, my name is Tim. I'm from Essex. I was around 22 at the time and I wanted highlights on jet black hair. So I went to the local hairdressers. I was expecting the girl to get the cap out and pull the hair through but what she actually got had something that looked like a rake after the customary time to develop they removed the the foil to show at the top of my head which was now completely orange and i looked like a duracell battery <laughs> luckily i was riding a motorcycle at the time so i put my helmet on and left embarrassed it was a lovely hot sunny day so i was getting plenty of looks as to why i was wearing my helmet on such a nice day thought i'll sort this out i'll call a friend whose sister was a hairdresser to see if she had an idea uh, when i reached the house I had to take my helmet off and neither her nor her mother could talk due to laughing so hard <laughs> <laughs> this is the kind of knock-on effect of these things. Uh, personal grooming disasters. Uh, Greg, yours, please. So a few years ago, I used to work for a local authority, and um, there was a big conference coming up, and I was the stress management facilitator for the uh, council. Mm-hmm. And um, I asked my wife if she could get my hair trimmed the night before, and she said, oh, I'll do it in the morning. So I said, OK, no worries. So uh, next morning, got up, and she gets the clippers out, and she's cutting away. Everything was fine. And she said, oh, I'll just trim around the back of your, the, your back of your neck. So I said, yeah, okay. So she took the little plastic clip thing off mm-hmm. and started to trim around the back of my neck. And then said to me, oh, she said, there's some still some hairs poking up on the top. She said, I'll just give it a skim over again. I went straight over with the clippers. <laughs> and all I heard was, zzz, as they went across. <laughs> and I suddenly felt this real cold patch. <laughs> and all I heard from her was, oh, um... <laughs> I'll try and blend it. Oh, no, don't try and blend it. Oh, oh. God. Oh, my heart started to pound at that point. I thought, what's she done? And how was that stress management getting on for you? <laughs> yeah, I think I was probably the most stressed person in the uh, conference on the day. So, so what did you look like then? What was the hairstyle look like that you then went to the lectern to present with? There was no hair. <laughs> totally bald? Yeah, because she, she, she trimmed it as a number one. <laughs> oh, that makes me so, feel uh, better. So, uh, yeah, so then she basically had to just take what was left of the number one off completely. And, um, yeah, I went, I went there looking like Kojak, and it was so embarrassing. Joy, respect to hairdressers, because unlike any other career, like, a load of people think, I think, with, with hairdressing, that everyone can have a go at it. Yes. Generally, during lockdown, you think, well, yeah. well, surely you can get some clippers, you can, you, can, you can blend stuff in, it'll be absolutely fine. But as you found out to your, uh, you know, a bit of a personal disaster, Greg, <laughs> it doesn't work yeah. like that. No, 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 it's not always as straightforward as you think. Uh, Greg, um, congratulations there, one for the kids uh, on the Kojak reference. Um, and uh, <laughs> just a, a final question, has your wife had all Clipper um, facilities taken away from her now? 
Uh, it gets double checked. It gets double checked before <laughs> she goes for the final cut. He won't learn, will he? This <laughs> fellow won't learn. It's like you know, like in a horror movie where you might look up and there's when someone closes a door in the bathroom, a mirror, and it's a different person behind them. Yeah, it's like I keep looking up, thinking, "Who's that?" Uh, personal you. grooming disasters. We're we're after yours, please, today, Yasmin. Um, so he's had a beard since I met him, and then on Christmas Eve, he disappeared upstairs. Um, said he was going to go give it trim. And he came downstairs with a clean-shaven face and did not look like the same human. Right, so this is... I mean, this is exactly what I said to Richie earlier on. He doesn't look like Richie at all now that his beard's gone. You had the same situation with your husband, right? Yes, partner. Partner. Now, now how did you react with your partner? Because my wife just laughs every time she looks at my face and says, I'm really sorry I can't look at you. You look ridiculous. Um, I cried for two and a half hours. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, he must have really looked different without that beard. But do you, can I ask you a, a genuine question, uh, Yasmin, right? We do, when I was thinking when people change their appearance like that, something's going on. That was my first thing with Richie. I thought, is he on the run? Is he in trouble? He's changed his appearance. <laughs> well, did, you, did you wonder why your husband had decided to shave his beard off after all these years? Well, I don't, I, I, we'd, only been to, we'd only been together at the time, a year. So it was just like, why? Why have you done that? Why, why would you take it off? You look like a 12-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> Yasmin, a pertinent question from me right now. So if he shaved that off on Christmas Eve, how <laughs> quickly did it take for him to look like himself again? Uh, it took till probably about the end of January. <laughs> wow, what a Christmas story that is. <laughs> <laughs> a redemption tale for us all. And you, you're still together, obviously. We are. There's hope for you yet, Richie. (laughs) Great news. (laughs) This is Home Time with Bush and Richie. Bush and Richie's bonus day. We have reached the final week in February 2024, which this year gives us a bonus day. We're calling it Bush and Richie's bonus day. And we've given all sorts of people the opportunity uh, to do what they want with that last day. So it's not a waste. We don't normally get that time. So do something that you'd want to do. That's right. This time on Thursday will have emerged from the darkness of the London Underground secret tunnels uh, after a tour of Down Street Station. Thanks to the lovely people at the London Transport Museum. Uh, let's meet once again then with the man whose dream has been picked for our bonus day extravaganza, celebrating the fact that we have an extra day in February because it's a leap year. It's the brilliant Ray. Welcome back to Home Time, Ray. How are you doing? Yeah, good afternoon, guys. Great, thank you. Yeah. Uh, Ray, very exciting. It's it's all going to happen. We announced you as our selected person last week, uh, and now it's all been put together. Down Street is where we head this Thursday. Excellent. Excellent. So how are you feeling about it, uh, Ray? Because obviously it's one thing saying to yourself, I'd love to go and do that, and another thing now that you've only got a countdown going on, it's just four days to go until you go down into the tunnel. I mean, have you been down into tunnels and underground caverns before, Ray? Uh, yes, a few times, yeah. Because yeah. I wonder sometimes, right, do you know whether you get, like, the yick down there or the willies or whatever the technical term is? <laughs> unless you've been... Because I've never been... I mean, I've been to Wookie Hole a couple yep. of times growing up in the West Country, but I've never really been down in a tunnel with a head torch before, so I don't know how I'm going to get on. I'd like to imagine... I'd like to imagine that if you can cope on the tube, you should be all right, because bear in mind, these are merely disused tube stations. OK, so I, I, maybe it's going to be OK. They have talked to us about uh, what we need to wear, and, and there's been talk of uh, uh, hard hats and, and you know, head torches and stuff like that, which is, I'll be honest with you, it's got me worried slightly. <laughs> uh, Ray, you need to prepare some dark clothes, though, for Thursday. 
Yes, so I understand, yeah. It sounds like we're playing in the Hatton Garden, right, too. <laughs> uh, dark clothes, because it is meant to be very dusty down there, so you don't want to go down in your cricket whites. Uh, no, they would no. get ruined. Uh, yeah, you got a flashlight all charged, Ray? Yeah, yeah, all ready to go. Superb. This man's just pure business. He knows what he's doing. Also, we're going to be uh, given the tour round there by the brilliant Sidney Holloway from the Secrets of the, of the London Underground. So, someone who knows their stuff. Now, here, this, I'm talking to the pair of you here, Ray and Richie. I'm a little bit worried about this. I imagine someone who does tours and that, the people they probably like the least coming around on the tours are what I would describe as, uh, as someone who like thinks they know it all <laughs> in terms of trains and, and undergrounds and all that kind of thing. So, are you going to let Sidney like, get on with her thing or are you going to constantly you know, go put your hand in the air and go. Uh, actually, I think you'll find that Ray. What do you reckon? I think we better just keep our mouths closed. But the pair of you just going to keep stumped, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 I mean, yeah. you can try, Ray. I, I, I'm not sure whether I'm going to be able to. <laughs> uh, well, we're looking forward to seeing you, Ray. Uh, you, you're all ready with your dark clothes, your flashlight, hard hat as well. That's another thing you need to put on the list. All right? Yeah, no problem. Okay, and Ray, when you when you set your alarm on on Wednesday night ahead of coming to see us on Thursday and going in the tunnel, uh, what would you be putting in your little bag before you go to bed? Oh, I don't know. Maybe uh, some batteries for me torch. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Always be prepared. I, lo- I love how pragmatic Ray is. He's going to be very ready. He certainly won't be late. He's my kind of guy. He is. He's yeah. ready to go. Well, listen, Ray, we can't wait to see you then, sharpish on Thursday morning, ready at the tunnel. Yeah, looking forward to it. The noise of the past. It's Bush and Ritchie's Sound of the Decades. Absolute Radio 60s. Yes, yes, yes. The sound from the 1960s that has been flummoxing literally everyone. Yes, I'm back to saying flummoxing again. Have a listen to this. What song's that then? <laughs> Gotta stop saying flummoxing. I, ne- I never use flummoxing in day to day language ever at all, apart from when I'm talking about this competition. I never hear you say the word flummox other than this. When, when, when was the last time you listened at home? You said flummox. We need to get rid of this word, it's ruining my life. Uh, Jody, he's literally flummoxed. Uh, the question is, <laughs> are you regarding what that sound is? How are you anyway, Jody? I'm really good, thank you, yourself. Uh, we're very good, thank you for asking. Very few people do. Yeah. That, that's nice of you to do that. Uh, where are you based? Have you had crazy weather today, Jody? Birmingham. Has it been windy in Birmingham? It has. Give us an example of something that's happened due to the wind. <laughs> Will you been gone over something? <laughs> well, I live in a flat, so... Oh, um, she ain't got a wind I haven't moved. Trust me doing weather chat with someone who lives in a flat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm flummoxed. He's, he's flummoxed, I'm flummoxed again. again. Uh, Jody, when you listen to this hometime show in the flat without a wheelie bin, <laughs> uh, what absolute radio station do you use to listen to home time with? 80s. 80s. Oh, 80s, wow, fantastic. Right. So can I ask one last question and then we'll get on with the competition? Mm-hmm. In terms of a recycling and, and refuse thing then, uh, Jody, do you put your bins into one big communal bin? I guess you don't have your own bin. Yeah, we do. Brilliant, that's all I wanted to ask. <laughs> <laughs> you, you've only got yourself to blame for asking these questions. I just wanted to check. You could have moved on. I love flats. I'd love to live in a flat. <laughs> right, Jody, this is the sound of the decades from the 60s. What is it, please? Well, I think it's um, a toy bubble pipe uh, that you need to put liquid in and water and blow it. Is this the kind of thing we did when I was at university? <laughs> no, that was a bung. OK, thank you. Let's have a little listen one more time. I just want to uh, hasten to add that Jodie and I weren't at university together. <laughs> <laughs> Let's find out if that is a child's bubble pipe. Your loser... And you have lost. Wow. She's a live wire, this one. 
Oh dear, she certainly is. Uh, Jodie, hard luck. It's it's not a child's bubble pipe. Never mind. Never mind. Take care. What are you having for tea tonight, Jodie? Uh, well, having uh, fish, asparagus, and parsley sauce. All right. How long have you been in prison for? <laughs> Only joking. Sound of the decades stuck in the 60s. We return tomorrow for more guesses and awkward chat. This is the Daily Takeaway. That's right, it's time for Only Good News. Share a little positive story of something that's happened to your life in the past week or so, or longer than that, anything goes. No matter how small, we promise and guarantee it'll make everyone else feel a bit better. I'm very excited today. I've got a bit of positivity to share. Normally, I'm a man that's full of negativity. It's just how I am. Uh, But uh, for the past few months, as an Evertonian, my beloved Everton have had these 10 points taken off us in the Premier League, made us kind of rooted down the bottom of the table. Uh, and I've just been, you know, it does affect you. It makes you feel a bit sick about the fact we're going to get relegated and it's all a bit depressing and we've been losing loads of games, etc. Well, today, out of the blue, the Premier League have had a bit of a, a re-look at it after we appealed and they've given us four of our points back. Yeah. And it's the first positive thing, good news, to happen to an Evertonian in absolutely ages. So I'm cock-a-hoop. It's as if you've won a game. I, it genuinely is. It's like I get one one and draw one. <laughs> Extra. So we're up to 15th in the table now as well. It's weird because, honestly, I've just got so used to... And, and Obviously, you're an Arsenal fan. Our producer, Adam, is an Arsenal fan. We talked about this before. It's probably... You, you win a lot of games, so you kind of get used to it. Whereas when you lose all the time, you never win. Little tiny games like this mean mm. so much. You know what I mean? So uh, I am so chuffed about it today. I, I, I need to let everybody know... You genuinely have been in a really good mood. I have. <laughs> isn't it sad, though, how much football can affect your mood? It's so silly, isn't it? It is. I know what you mean. It is, but it's been noticeable. You you have been happy today. Well, thank you. My other half, Katie, has texted me back to say, does this mean watching football is going to be a little bit less stressful from now on? Probably not. It still no. will be stressful, <laughs> no. but it's a step in the right direction. Uh, my good news, uh, birthday present for me, old man, he liked it. I know that sounds like a small Ooh. thing, but like sometimes when I get dad a present, he can be a little bit picky. What did you get him? I got a nice bottle of red wine for his birthday. Got it, uh, gave it him over the weekend, loved it. Picked the right one for once. And what, uh, what type has he got? Like a f- It was a Merlot. See, I don't know anything about wine. He does. <laughs> <laughs> and he's had it. A number of times I pick something <laughs> and give it to him, and he's like, yeah... But I could tell this time he looks at it, it's like, oh, yes! Can I ask you a question? You don't have to give away how much you spent on him, but I never know, like, what is, what's considered to be, like, dirt Because you can go dirt cheap with wine, can't mm-hmm, you? Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, the top end, you're not going to spend, like, loads of money. What's an all-right bottle of wine price, would you say, for, for I'll Tell you what, I'll, I'll give you a one-red reaction. You tell me what you would pick up off the shelf, all right? Bottle of red wine. Price-wise. That you think is all-right as a, as a gift, and I'll, I'll react. Six ninety nine. No, no, okay, no, I've, got, no. I've got a long way to go. Vinegar. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, some great stuff coming in. Lewis has sent us a fantastic photo that I'll try and justify uh, by by reading it out here. It says, guys, this is my good news. I asked for pickled chilies on our Saturday night takeaway, and they've given me a whole tub of them. I'm sat here listening to the radio, eating them now. He says the picture does not look great, but they do taste okay. So he's got a whole. You know those amazing the chilies you get with a kebab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. That he's got a whole <laughs> Tupperware container of those. The guy's having a, a dream Monday evening. What a Monday evening it is for him. Sean, your good news, please. My kids' school has said that they don't have to dress up for World Book Day this year. Yes. Get in. It's the nemesis of all parents, isn't it? Uh, trying to find an outfit for World Book Day at the very last minute because everything happens last minute, doesn't it? Exactly, and not only that, but um, the charity shop right near the school, their window display is full of all these kids' outfits. I think they don't know that the school has said, no, <laughs> 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 not happening this year. 
Sean, we are in a lucky position similar to you because um, I've I've since found out that uh, our lad's school operate a one year on, one year off uh, system oh, for costumes for World Book Day. Wow. <laughs> odd system. <laughs> well, I remember arguing last last year with him that Spider-Man was not <laughs> a well-booked day character. Uh, Sean, how many kids have you got and, and how, how many bullets have you dodged in this one? I've got two kids and I've dodged one bullet and my son is going as Spider-Man. <laughs> hey! Yeah, I lost the argument, by the way, as well. Yeah. Your argument is we do have a book with Spider-Man in it, so that will do. <laughs> Brilliant news. Very good news. Lovely to speak to you. Yeah, thank you. Nick, please tell us about your good news. Uh, I uh, did my first Lego exhibition uh, at the weekend in Manchester uh, for Bricktastic, and, uh, yeah, it went really well. I had uh, quite a bit of self, self-doubt self going into it, and, uh, no, it got a really positive response. Right. Uh, what we're going to do, Nick, is we're going to try and guess what it is you built. Richie, what are you thinking Nick's built? I think Nick has... Uh, it was in Manchester. I think Nick has built uh, Cristiano Ronaldo's head. I'm going to stay with the Manchester theme. I think you've built Manchester Ship Canal. No, no, not at all. OK. Oh. I'm not a football guy, if that asks. What about canals? <laughs> no, no. I'll not do one more guess, then. OK. Um, uh, Noel Gallagher's head. No. Um, is it a different canal? It's got nothing to do with canals, nothing although there, there was a water feature in it. Oh, what a feature in it! I mean, when Sound of the Decades finishes, let's get Nick back on and try and guess what he's made out of Lego. Nick, what have you made out of Lego? Uh, I made a uh, like medieval castle on a mountain uh, with a bit of a waterfall, and then that went kind of came down, and there were a few little houses and uh, a little watchtower, and then there was a boat. Uh, It's kind of on my kind of a canal as well. (laughs) Hey, look, this is so weird, right? our our daughter Thea had to make a castle out of Lego for a school project this That's week. Brilliant. If only Nick was at hand, that would yes. have been amazing. Yeah, uh, well, like I say, you can look at me smashing it on my Instagram if you want. Hey, you smashed it. That's well, surely yeah, not I'd, what you do. I'd spent about eighteen months building it, and uh, on and off, like not continuous building, obviously. Uh, and then uh, I thought, well, rather than delicately packing it all up to take it home. I was going to break it again to use the uh, pieces for my next project. So at the end of the weekend last night, mm. I just pushed it off the table and smashed it and filmed it in slow motion for my Instagram. Oh, man, oh. that must be so satisfying, that, mustn't it? Nick, do tell yeah, us, well, what is the name of your uh, Instagram account, please? We'll find it. Uh, well, I'm uh, kind of a big uh, Formula One fan. Uh, okay. So I kind of named it after my favourite driver, Daniel Ricardo. Daniel Bricardo. <laughs> and then, and Nick, wet. we're going to go and chat that out. Wet our appetites. What is your next uh, Lego project, please? Uh, it's going to be like a mountain, hopefully, with like a train going through it and maybe some skiers coming down the mountain kind of thing. But, you know, we'll just have to see how it goes. Hopefully I've got a year to go. But I should point out, it was uh, the kind of thing was for... Uh, it was called Bricktastic, and it kind of raises money for uh, uh, fairy bricks which gives sex to, like, terminally, terminally ill and ill children. So, you know, some good did came out of it, and it's all for a good cause at the end of the day, I know. Yeah. Oh, good man, good Nick, man. well done. Brilliant. No worries, much appreciated. This is The Daily Takeaway. Well, that's it, that's the, uh, the end of that episode. Just a reminder, if you, if you are listening, just Bush and Ritchie, I am here. Hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk. Just a little test.